Welcome to MPA Pod, the Mortgage Professional Australia podcast. Hello and welcome to MPA Pod, our regular podcast series. I'm Priscilla Dickinson, journalist at Mortgage Professional Australia. Joining me today is Westpac Business Bank Chief Economist Bisa Dedda. Bisa joins us to talk about where interest rates, inflation and economic growth are headed over the next 12 to 18 months and the estimated timing around rate cuts. Bisa, welcome to MP- the MPA podcast series and thank you for discussing the current economic data and trends with us today. Thank you, Priscilla. Thank you. So the RBA keeps the cash rate on hold at 4.10% over July and August. What is the bank's forecast for the cash rate in September and do envisage it going any higher? It certainly did keep it on hold. And in fact, the Reserve Bank has really embarked on the most aggressive tightening cycle since the early 1990s. And after 400 basis points of rate hikes since May of last year, our central case scenario is that the RBA will leave the cash rate on hold again in September and that the cash rate has reached its peak for the cycle at the current level of 4.1%. Uh, The fact that the RBA has stayed on the sidelines for three of its last five board meetings really demonstrates that we are at or near a peak. And indeed, in the minutes from the August meeting, board members noted that there was a credible path back to the inflation target with the cash rate staying at its present level. And data, Priscilla, shows that the economic slowdown continues to deepen, led by consumers tightening their belts. However, with inflation still elevated and the Reserve Bank not expecting inflation to return to its target ban until late 2025, there is still considerable uncertainty and risk associated with the future path of inflation. And these uncertainties and risks really mean it's still too early to call the war on inflation one. If inflation is sticky, as has been the case overseas, or if progress on returning inflation to the target ban is slow, the RBA may need to tap on those brakes again, and that could be prompted by an acceleration in wage pressures or if inflation expectations become unanchored. But now the incoming data suggests these risks are contained. The data flow will continue to remain very critical to the rate decisions going forward. The RBA has said that inflation has passed its peak, although at 6% is noted that it is still too high. The annual inflation figure of 6% for the June quarter is notably lower than the 7.8% reported in the December quarter. Where do you see inflation from here and can we expect services and rent inflation to stay higher for longer? Well, the future path of inflation has been very much the source of a lot of debate, but we are very confident the pace of inflation has peaked and that peak was recorded late last year and now inflation growth is moderating. That moderation we do expect to continue, but what's now under debate is how fast or slow this moderation will be. Now, we expect the headline annual inflation rate to return to the inflation target band earlier than what the central bank is expecting. We're projecting return to target in early 2025, and that Mm -hmm. compares with the Reserve Bank's expectation of late 2025. Now, the decline in the annual headline inflation rate will be driven by goods disinflation, supply chains and delivery times have improved and the growth in goods prices has further to slow. This process is well advanced overseas, for example, in the United States, and Australia has been lagging other developed countries in this cycle. Now, services inflation is the one we're watching carefully. 
in annual terms, pace is still accelerating. And there is that possibility of some stickiness with services prices. And it's harder to bring down services inflation as it is more reflective of what's happening in in the labour market and with Mm -hmm. domestic supply and demand factors. Rents may continue to be a major challenge in the US. Shelter alone is keeping inflation high. So those pressures could also continue here. And our strong population growth alone will continue to place those pressures on rents. Energy prices too ex- you know, are expected to be a meaningful contributor to inflation going forward. Government subsidies will reduce some of the out-of-pocket ex- expenses for some households and temper the impact on the official measure of inflation. But despite these subsidies and other government policies, the impact is expected to be material. On the other hand, spending on discretionary goods and services is likely to wane as the economy slows and the full impact of the rate hike since May of last year fully flows through to the economy, supporting reduction in prices, pressures across more discretionary categories. It's also worth noting, Priscilla, that medium-term inflation expectations currently remain in check and wages inflation is approaching a peak in this quarter, we believe. And these are other important variables that we need to consider in the inflation outlook. Right. Thank you. Now, the RBA is forecasting GDP growth of around 1.75% over 2024 and slightly above 2% in 2025. Is this in line with Westpac's forecast? And how would you put this level of growth into perspective in terms of a moderate to high level of growth in the economy? Yeah, that's a great question. And Priscilla, we are more pessimistic than the Reserve Bank on economic growth. Uh, On our forecast, we expect GDP, which is the main measure of economic activity in the economy, to print closer to 1.5% in 2024. And I'd label that a modest outcome for growth. Uh, To put it into a better perspective, it sits well under the potential or trend growth rate in the economy, which is at around 2.6%. Now, our forecast reflects the fact that the cash rate at current risk settings is restrictive we do think that the cash rate will be high for longer and we do think that will continue to weigh on economic activity. Australia will skid close to an outright recession, but at the moment we do expect to avoid a recession. The outlook, however, is much worse when we remove the effects of higher population growth. GDP in per capita terms is forecast to go south this calendar year and next calendar year. And whilst, again, I said that the RBA has paused in July and August, we are still yet to fully feel the effects of the tightening since May last year. Right. Thank you. So leading to all this, I um, wanted to also ask, when does Westpac anticipate the first interest rate cut to occur? So the Reserve Bank won't be in a position to cut the cash rate in the near term, with inflation still elevated at 6% in headline terms. Uh, which is well above the inflation target of 2 two to 3% per annum, even though headline inflation is coming down and heading in the right direction. The RBA is trying to engineer that slower return to the inflation target than some other major central banks. In part, it's trying to avoid a hard landing and protect the gains made in the labour market over the past few years. So as I've said earlier, this may mean that the cash rate will stay on hold, but higher for longer. So we're not expecting rate cuts to commence until the second half of next year. By that time, we expect the RBA will have sufficient evidence that inflation will be back within the target 
And so they'll be in a position to reduce the level of the cash rate to provide support to economic activity. Now, if we look over at swap markets or interest rate markets, they have a 45% prob probability right now attached to one more rate hike in this cycle before March of next year. And they have almost a 50% chance that rate cuts might commence in December of next year. Thank you, Bessa, for sharing those great, useful insights with us for brokers and borrowers. That wraps up this edition of MPA Pod. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to bringing you more news and discussion in future episodes. Thank you for listening to this episode of MPA Talk. 